and welcome to Jurassic Mysteries, the special Patreon-only podcast where we take a look and discuss myths, misconceptions, and maybe even a little bit of unknown facts from the Jurassic franchise. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we'll be going back to 1993 and the tropical storm that hit Isla Nublar during the park incident and Hurricane Nikki that hit Kauai during the filming of Jurassic Park. For this episode, and one thing I will be doing with these Patreon-only episodes is you know, I'll be putting a copy of the run sheet in the RSS feed so you can actually go through. We'll be using Jurassicpedia's um, Tropical Storm entry they've got over there for uh, most of the information we've got on that storm and what happened then and uh, all the links to what we're going to be talking about is going to be in this run sheet as well. So there's a couple of resources here I went to. There's um, an episode from 2009 of Storm Stories that has interviews with Sam Neill and Laura Dern. <laughs> I was going to call yep. Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> of just how they, what they experienced during the hurricane that hit um, Kauai. Yeah, I see. But um, there's that and there's also the hurricane and Nikki info on Jurassic Park wiki. But um, what's the issue here? Well, on this episode, we're going to be dealing with the misconception. Um, It comes firstly from the various names given to the severe storms around the world, typhoon, hurricane, cyclone, tropical depression, tropical storm, etc. The names change for a lot of different things around the world. David, you are saying during the pre-record that um, cyclone, cyclone is sort of a southern hemisphere Mm -hmm. name for hurricane. Yeah, the hurricane. Yeah. Yeah, and secondly, um, we see a graphic during Jurassic Park film that clearly shows a rotating storm mass approaching Isla Nublar, so it's sort of those two things combined um, is one main reason why a lot of people, fans and even not fans, think that uh, it is a hurricane that hits Jurassic Park during the film and not just a tropical storm. But some of the facts, it's not the first time or last time we see in the films uh, computer graphics contradicting something else in the films themselves. We've discussed uh, in previous episodes of the Lost World Minute and Jurassic Minutes the uh, the island maps being changed between computer graphics and marketing and everything else. It, it happens. At the same time, we get to see that graphic. Robert Muldoon's on the phone receiving a report from the National Weather Service. National Weather Service is tracking a tropical storm about 75 miles west of us. Ay, 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 ay. Why didn't I build it on land? I'll keep an eye on it. Maybe it'll swing south like the last one. So it seems the island has experienced storms like this before. Should have built an island, though. <laughs> <laughs> then again, then you'd have hurricane season be problematic. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I think um, San Diego. <laughs> it would, it, not to tangent too far, <laughs> getting this first episode, but um, I think um, if we know Spielberg has gone back to some of his other movies and done alterations along the way at times if he was ever going to do any alteration in Jurassic Park San Diego instead of Orlando in there would be a little ADR (laughs) ADR thing I don't I don't know if Hammond says San Diego at all in The Lost World so I don't know if he could copy it from there and paste it in after his unfortunate death but no I don't think he ever did yeah but anyway (laughs) back on back on um, on topic like in the tropics, I've I've lived in the tropics before, and when you when you get sort of storms and rain come through, it's it's windy and it's big fat old rain. <laughs> it's heavy rain. You don't get a lot of the mistier stuff you do in sort of the um, where I live in now. But um, he also tells Hammond later that the storm hasn't dissipated or changed course, and uh, needing to cut the tour short. 
after that, he continues listening to the report on the phone, and he mentions there's um, exchange winds at 45 knots. Yeah. Doing a little bit of conversion and converting. Um, that's only 51 miles an hour or 83 kilometres per hour. We um, we had a storm come through last night, and I reckon the winds were higher than 83 kilometres an hour, and that wasn't a hurricane. <laughs> it was a good lightning show, but I wouldn't even call it a, a severe storm either. Just um, Just a bit windy. Mm-hmm. I, one of the main reasons the storm's called a hurricane, as I said earlier, uh, 1992, during the final days of production and filming for Jurassic Park on Kauai, uh, Hurricane Iniki struck. Um, I think a lot of people know the story, but uh, Category 4 storm and destroyed most of the island. Spielberg took the camera out with some crew and uh, done some filming of the hurricane approach, and that's what we see in the film with the, uh, the water or the, the ocean crashing on the uh, the breakwaters at the dock and that and like some of those scenes made into the final film yeah exactly but even though it was separate from the film it did affect production some sets were destroyed one including the maintenance shed exterior there was a scene that was going to show ray arnold being chased to the shed by raptors but it was cut for time because of the storm just hit before they finished filming unfortunately mm-hmm. and some of that some of that damage can be seen in the film for instance when Alan and Grant, not Alan and Grant, <laughs> Alan and the kids are climbing the fence. You can see the ferns and debris on the fence, and that was left there after the storm hit, and not so much set dressing. Mm-hmm. Now, um, another thing that kind of has affected the entirety of the history of the franchise itself is that um, originally Kipu Ranch, where at the beginning of The Lost World, where um, we see the trailers and the two cars go through that valley. That was originally supposed to be the original Gallimimus Valley. It was on Kauai originally, not not the Koaloa Ranch on Oahu. And so, kind of, they were forced to move the Gallimimus scene to that valley. So, it's uh, interesting that the second choice has kind of become the go-to choice now of the Jurassic Park movies. Where they almost where they film almost exclusively in that valley now. Well, it just goes to show with the tours, the Jurassic tours there, and the Jurassic log, like all that stuff's there because of that hurricane hitting and needing to change locations from Kauai. Mhm. It's just one of those little one of those little things. Something, well, not something small like that, but an incident like that um, has just changed the outlook of the films since. Even now in Jurassic World and in Fallen Kingdom, like just the um. The vehicles driving up Gallimimus Valley and seeing the monorail along that ridgeline, along the bottom of that steep, the mountains that surround it, all that's now the again just bringing back the nostalgia and memories of Gallimimus Valley, and that that whole Gallimimus shot them running in the field. And that was that was one of the um, the final things they shot for the film mm-hmm. post uh, post hurricane. I think it was only a day before Anna Richards' birthday too. And they they mm-hmm. discussed that in that um, documentary as well. But just sort of looking at hurricanes in general as well, starting obviously with Category 1, where winds range from 75 to 95 miles an hour, so we're sort of not even at Category 1 class with the um, 45-mile-an-hour winds that Muldoon mentions. Um, you're going to get some minor property loss, some injuries to people and animals if they're getting sort of out in the, in the storm, mainly by um, flying debris. But in a Category 1 storm, protected glass windows generally remain intact, some roof damage to frame homes may occur in apartments but overall not 
not really a lot of damage. You might get some power outages due to snap power poles and down trees. But um, comparing that to what actually hit Kauai with that Category 4 Hurricane Aniki, uh, winds ranging from 131 to 155 miles an hour, which is a lot faster than um, what we see in the film. Uh, catastrophic damage, of course. Severe structural damage. Roofs off. That whole thing. I think even though... Um, one scene when uh, when Hammond arrives at the front of the visitor centre to um, get Grant and the kids and Laura, uh, Laura as, and Ellie as they're escaping the uh, <laughs> the visitor centre to train us all. Like you can clearly see the roof still on the on the visitor centre. Like those thatched roofs, they're the first things that go in any mm. any strong winds. No, the entire thing was I believe knocked down by Hurricane and Nikki. What the uh, all the exterior sets, including the. Um, the visitor center was completely obliterated away. Mm. In fact, I remember from the, um, what was it, the Hurricane Aniki thing from the Weather Channel from 2009, the storm stories, they say that the roof was kind of like breathing, and Ariana Richards and describes how the roof and the walls were kind of blowing in and out. Yeah, well, that's, the sets The sets are one thing we've, we've discussed here, and um, talked previously about just how sets are constructed for the cheapest possible, just to do your shots on screen and that's it, like a lot of timber plywood, that sort of stuff so having them completely destroyed is one thing, but the fact that they the crew on that held up in the basement of the motel they were staying in although it's in sort of one of those areas where you might get a cyclone or a hurricane just just the, the experience and the, just some of the stories they, they tell, like there's one classic um, story that Laura Dern's told of her and Sam Neill on the beach as it's approaching and Laura Dern asks Sam Neill if we're going to be alright and Sam Neill replies I think we're going to die <laughs> which which they have a good laugh about now but back back then like you're on a small island you're not even someone was with all the money or not all the money but someone like Steven Spielberg and Kathleen Kennedy that they're, they're not able to get flown out they're, they're, there, they're stuck there Mm-hmm. Um, the airport's pretty much destroyed straight away. In order to finish on budget, I think um, I think Kathleen Kennedy took all the footage herself on, back on one of the DC-10s that arrived with the storm help, the um, National Guard and all them. She flew the plane back to L.A. Uh, with all the film so that she could get it back on into post-production on time. Mm. Yeah, because, and again, you'd have to... Um, watch the story. I, I watched a little bit last night, but not the whole thing. But um, it was a good week or so before they were able to fly or get the rest of the crew and get back to filming. Because um, it's one of those stories, and it, what sort of happened after the hurricane or after the hurricane moved on, where the production crews actually helped in a lot of the rebuilding. And like Kathleen Kennedy said, like they flew back with supplies, water, and medical equipment yeah, and all did. that sort of stuff just to help the island out. Yeah, well, they had all the set carpenters right there on the um, yeah, so that they were able to help out with the reconstruction and clearing the roads and all that stuff. Yeah, so you've got a ready-made workforce there. Um, and I'm sure in the um, desperate times and all that, they they done all that off, the, off, their, own, off their own back, helping out mm-hmm. to the island that sort of they'd stayed at for however many weeks previous during filming. 
but yeah, so bringing it all together, um, both in, both incidents happen real time and uh, film time at the same time. But the storm that hit this Nublar is just that; it's a storm. Everything we see in the film points to just a tropical storm and not a hurricane, apart from that one computer graphic, which we can sort of not um, not look at as intensely <laughs> as uh, as maybe something like a map. I think another thing that confuses audiences is that. Uh, in the Lost World, Hammond says that mm. Hurricane Clarissa wiped out their facilities. And I think a lot of people think that the tropical storm from Isla Nublar was the uh, was the hurricane that hit uh, Isla Sorna, which were two separate events. Yeah, I, the, yeah, a lot of people forget the fact that he says um, after the incident in the park. Um, and Hurricane Clarissa, which... It's never there's never mentioned about that in Jurassic Park at all, and it's sort of it's one of those things. I'd have to I'd have to have a look at a map where the two islands are to each other because it's described as this one is west of Isla Nublar and heading towards them, and might go south. I'm pretty sure it'd have to be heading east if it was going to keep on going to Sauna, but um, it'd have to head northwest, I think. Yeah. Again, this is something we're probably going to research a little bit more before doing it, but we don't need to because it's not—it's not the same storm. Southwest, sorry, southwest. They have to be uh, going southwest to hit. Because yeah, so. I'm, I'm trying to think of the um, the opening when they say where it is. Yeah, well, they say southwest. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just yeah. Again, it's just one of those things where. There's a bit of dialogue from both films, and fans are sort of, or people, viewers, are just um, putting two and two together without really thinking about it. And it's a shame, and sort of, let's go into another tangent quickly. One thing I found with Fallen Kingdom was just the damage to Main Street and the island. They sort of done it up to be just like The Lost World with the damage we've seen to the Worker Village and that, but the Worker Village was damaged because of the storm. Mm-hmm. Well, because of the hurricane Clarissa. Now, there's no reason to believe in the three or four years since Jurassic, uh, Jurassic World was um, evacuated that there hasn't been storms. And you can clearly see parts of the Innovation Centre roof missing and and that's going to happen, but there's a lot of damage there <laughs> for, uh, for three years later. But I think we might discuss that when we get into our uh, Fallen Kingdom review when we get there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's um, that's Jurassic Mysteries episode one. David, anything else on that you want to discuss before we get out of here today? Yeah, I think we're good. All right, I just briefly um, for all this and uh, more info on the Jurassic Park franchise, head over to Jurassic-pedia.com for all your uh, Jurassic Park info and insights. <laughs>